Welcome to the Flea Factory Podcast, where we explore how to put together your life, your passions, your skills, and your responsibilities. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Hope you enjoy. Well, welcome back um, to the Flea Factory Podcast. I'm uh, really glad that you have joined us again. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Howdy. How are you? Good. Thank you for having us. Oh, me. Oh, why do I say us? I always say plurals <laughs> of myself. Who? You and who? I'm always, it's like the royal we. Oh. <laughs> is there someone under the table? Or? I, think, I think so highly of myself. Um, thank you for having me. I am out and about on the road with my mobile setup, so um, hopefully the audio is all good today. Um, Sarah, we we have only met in the last year, maybe not even that. Six months, I six reckon. Six months. I'm going to call it six months. Because I think prior to the six months, there was there was mutual friends. Yes. And there was then there was that period of time, that awkward period where. I was being told a lot about you and I should meet you. And I, th- and that, you know, that lot of, I think you guys would get on. Yeah. That, that kind that, of. Those it, chats. Those chats. Yeah. And you go, don't match make me with people. Yeah, please that I don't, don't make know. me make friends with people. Yeah. And then you start <laughs> to think, why do you think we're going to be friends? Yeah. Um, and then we did meet and then I worked out why we're probably going to be friends. So Because I'm pretty great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they were correct and you were as well. So, um, I thought, I know that you've been listening to the podcast since mm. I started things off and I'd asked you a while ago if you wanted to uh, join me and you pretty much shared with me what everybody says. So it's not just everybody says, why would you want to talk to me on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I definitely wrote that back. But yeah, that's yeah. right. And the answer to that is um, I think everybody's fascinated. Everyone's got a story and everyone's story is powerful and um, I think important for a different reason. And one of the things with this podcast is I, I'm trying to get – I know what we do. We listen to other people's stories and we do comparisons and we do all that kind of <clears> stuff. And I, I'm not about that. I think we've all got our own sort of story arc. We've got our own kind of journey. Mm. And I, I know from the feedback I'm getting from the podcast so far, different people have responded to different people who have it on in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to someone yesterday and just said, you know, there were two of your guests that recently just, yes, like I just – that story made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And there were others I enjoyed, but they just, they weren't. And so I think the more and more people I talk to with different stories, the more and more people are going to, I guess, connect to it. Yeah. So thanks. Um, I know it's not a, this is not a usual thing, although I do know you harbour a secret desire to be a breakfast radio <laughs> No, host. not breakfast. I don't like getting up early. Oh, drive morning. time. Drive time. Drive time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, anyone listening out there, uh, Sarah would love to do the four till... <clears throat> four till six. Four till six slot on your... Mm. Would yeah. be perfect. Yeah, I, I just... I think it's a really cool time to be on the radio and I think that most people who do it are really funny. Yeah. And I feel like I could be funny. I could be funny enough for that. I think you could. Yeah. Well, we could be funny. But I... Oh, we could do... Whoa, to, why can you imagine? Whoa. We could do four to six. Who, who for though? No, well, like, who's yeah, our target audience? The, people. <laughs> <laughs> the people who would have a laugh, I think. Mm. They would mm. be the audience. Yeah. Can, can we put that aside? Yeah, sure. For now? Because I it's feel not, like that's like. It's not your next thing. It's not my next thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put the brakes on. And <laughs> go from there. All right, so let's kick it off with the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. And so, Sarah, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> from a very young age. Okay. There's some photographic evidence of me with a uh, doctor's kit. Yep. Doctoring. Doctoring. Te- doctoring the teddies. Right. When I was a, oh, you know, probably about five or six. Okay. Um, and then that dream sort of moved, probably wove in and out of my life as I got older and, and went into high school and I, I kept talking about it. It was definitely high up on my list. I didn't know if I would achieve the scores required to be able to get into medicine. Sure. Um, but it was definitely what I wanted to do. Um, and then I didn't get the scores to get into medicine. Okay. 
uh, nor did I pass the UMAT test, which is the test that yes. you have to sit at, as okay. an undergraduate. Um, which I thought was a bit rubbish, actually, <laughs> because I think I would have been a really good doctor. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then I went to uni and, and did health science because I thought, well, I could do that and then just sort of crowbar my way right. in as a graduate. The back door. In, yeah, through the back okay. door. Um, but uh, as you know, I'm not a doctor, so that's <laughs> not what happened. <laughs> the big question is, are you a sports scientist? No. Oh, okay. I'm a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was offered honours at the end of that health science okay. degree in, in the pathology unit and, I, and okay. I declined because I I had kind of discovered through that time that I didn't want to sit in a lab. That that was not right. the kind of role that I wanted to have. Right. I mean, you know, I find it all quite interesting, but it, I just sitting behind a microscope for hours was totally not my bag. Right. So um, I went, like, whoa, no yeah. Like my optometry stories of thinking, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. anyone who knows me well enough, when I tell them that, they mm. just burst out laughing because the concept of me sitting in a dark room with no windows. Yeah, it like, sounds It just sounds so ridiculous. Sad. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and I'm not mocking opto, but me, yeah. just that's not a fit, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, lab it. working, not for me. Right. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> The funny thing is about, I mean, I could go on and tell you about where things progress from there, but to go forward a little bit before we go back, I actually did go and see um, a careers person when I was ugh, probably about 29, um, yeah. so six, six, seven years ago, about the possibility of going back and doing medicine okay. as a mature age student, yeah. as a mum, you yeah. know, with a child and married and... Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we explored what that might look like for me and for my family. What might that have looked like? And that would have looked like me choosing that and only that right. over the rest of my life because, and sure. my family and my daughter because, it, you know, you, you basically commit to, to that. For a long time. For a really long time. Yeah. And, and get presented with the two options, I went, hey, I'm really glad that we've explored this right to the very end of the story. Right. Because I felt like then I could make a really well-informed decision. Right. And I wasn't okay. then hanging on to what might have been, you know, like, oh, what, what could have been? I could have been a doctor. Oh, I could have been a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be a doctor. Some people called you Dr. Mac. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no. no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I, and, I, and I looked at other health professions because I, I, I am really interested in, in health and the human body especially, like I just always loved it. And I loved studying biology when I was at high school and then at university. And my dream teaching job would have been to work in the life ed van. Do you yeah, remember the Happy life Harold. ed van? <laughs> Happy in an orange, you get an orange and a sticky when you leave. <laughs> you lie on the floor looking at stars. Yeah, with it? a yeah. teddy and Does he know, still exist? I think, I think well life education still exists but as a Harold's company. Still? But I, I don't know, because as you know, like people have really bagged Harold on social Poor media over the, over time. And you know his heart was in the right place. So He's <laughs> a well intentioned giraffe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that but and that that didn't eventuate either. Okay. So it's funny how not funny, haha, but interesting how you you know, you think, Oh, I, this is what I want to do with my life or this is where I think it's gonna go and you have it all mapped out in your head. Well I yeah. feel like I do, that's the sort of person that I am. And yes. then things often don't go in that direction. Rarely, in fact. Sure. And and you just roll with it anyway. Sure. But I imagine that doesn't stop you from still trying to m work out in what direction. No, it's it doesn't no, at right, all. Okay. I feel I'm not learning anything. <laughs> I'm still trying to micromanage my was life. That was definitely my point. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get to the bottom of whether you'd learned anything. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that's <clears throat> the fact that you revisited it and sort of ran that, ran that through, though. That, yeah. That, that's, that, I guess that's a, that's a very important process. Yes. Because um, I do, you know, I meet lots of people who there's like a nagging feeling. Mm. But it's like, I, I, maybe I could have, and I just, I never, I never kind of really put it to bed. It yep. kind of just lingered on. Yeah. So I imagine that's quite a, um, that's a powerful process. Mm. And I guess in a, in a bit of a way, I'm, I'm in a bit of that, I'm trying to revisit my back, what I could have and what yeah. I did and what I, and I dabbled in kind of picked things up and then went, oh, yeah, no, there's a reason I, <laughs> I stopped doing that <laughs> um, again. So, yeah, that process, I think, is a, is a powerful one. So mm. I guess there might be some people listening who maybe are thinking, 
they've got that lingering. Well, I think the thing for me is, is that I didn't get to a point where I went, that's not for me because I couldn't do it. Ah, It's not because I couldn't do it. I know I was capable of doing it. It wasn't that it was too hard for me or I wasn't smart enough or I didn't have the right skill set because it had been identified by a couple of people that I would be quite good in that field. Okay. Um, It was like other circumstances, my own health actually, that got in the way and prevented me from taking that step before, you know, when I was younger and before I had children. Initially, Yeah, initially. So, yeah, and I think that that, that's important to recognise that sometimes Mm. you make choices not... And I wasn't forced into it. it was, yeah, it wasn't that I couldn't do it because I you know, wasn't bright enough or whatever. Yeah. It was that I had chosen that that wasn't what was best for me and for my family. Yeah. Yeah. So the responsibilities and the realities <laughs> of life that you don't begrudge mm. and you don't want to change. No. They're just that they are. This is yeah. the life you've chosen. Well, and because is... I've, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a mum and my responsibility for my daughter and now two daughters, like yeah. I... I have a responsibility to, to raise them. Yeah. And so being present is really important for them and for me. And so I went, well, I, I can't be present if I'm studying mm. medicine. Yeah. I won't be present. Yeah. Eventually I'll be earning heaps of money, <laughs> and, but, but they're not going to know me. We're not going to know each they'll other. They'll have grown up and they'll be gone. That's and, right. And yeah. they'll be like, well, mum was never around. She never came to school. She could never come to pick up. She was never yeah. there. I never went to sport. Yeah. I never did any of those things. And I, don't, I didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that, that's a choice. Yeah. That's, that's a decision. And that's a, that's a choice based in, in reality. Mm. And again, and I, I clarify this, not, not, not a reality that you're upset about. No. A reality just, that you choose and yeah. you want. And this is. Yeah. And so there are things you sacrifice. Yeah. Um, to achieve the things that you you want, and yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that is a very that is a very powerful reality as well. You know, for, for, I don't. Have, I've got five kids. I don't have the luxury. My wife and I can't just wake up tomorrow and say we're we're going to learn to be baristas in Paris. Like like I can't just I can't just decide to do that tomorrow. Yeah. That it's not that simple. Now I don't go through the rest of my life going that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's a natural consequence of mm. the realities of life. Mm. And so um, I guess that is, in, that is a perfect example of this balancing of responsibility mm. with passion and things you, you love and how do, you, how do you kind of put that together. And mm. so, yeah, I think that revisiting process is a, is a powerful one. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm all for like the unpacking of the things. You know, I'm all for (laughs) let's talk about it and find, you know, if you're struggling, if I've struggled with something, I'm like, well, I need to find somebody who I can work this out with. Um, I'm not a, I don't like to harbour and hang on to my issues. I want to get them out and nut them out and work them out and then put them away. Okay. Yeah. And then put them in the wrong box and throw them out. Yeah, that's right. Put them in the key (laughs) box and then that becomes a chuck away box. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, All right. So let's. So we've gone forward to go back. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get. So the uni. So you were you were fully you were you were aiming and it didn't happen. Yes. What, what does it look like in sort of the aftermath of that reality that this doesn't look like it's my next step towards medicine? Or did you just go okay? Well, health science is. Did you immediately kind of switch well, it was to my that? Second cho- it was my second choice. Okay. Right. Um. And so, uh, and that was the choice I made. I made. I could have. I could have moved to science straight science or. You know, double degrees in something else or whatever. Yeah, I had right. a few options, and at the same time, my parents moved to Darwin. Um, oh, right. And I chose not to go. I mean, I could have. Okay, sure. Um, and I chose to stay behind in South Australia <laughs> and in Adelaide. So um, I guess that was a pretty massive shift. And I also started uni at seventeen. I was seventeen for the first half of the first wow. year, so I was pretty young compared to. With your parents having moved. Yeah, with my parents having moved. And I boarded with family and then throughout the years that I lived in Adelaide, I mean, I just got shunted around from place to place <laughs> and I lived in so many different places and right. with lots of different housemates and stuff. So, yeah, like throughout my time when I was studying. Yeah, so that was a big shift for them to move away and for me to not be in that sort of family home environment. Sure. And also I didn't live here anymore on the coast and neither did they. And so okay. I stopped coming back here as well. Yeah, right. So... In the space of six months, I had relocated to the city and then never visited my childhood home. Like, wow, for 
for a really long time, you know, years and years and years, I would come here for a holiday, like with some <laughs> friends, you know, right. for a few nights or whatever. And I felt sure. like an outsider. I felt like I was intruding. And, it's where you grew up. Yeah, but it's where I grew up. I'd literally lived here my whole life. And I came back as a visitor. But it was really weird. Yeah. Had, had other of your friends departed as well to go to Adelaide or other some places? Some of them had. Or were but some we, here? But we just, we weren't mates. Like I just right, became just mates changed. with my it uni just, mates. and. And your new normal, your new life. Yeah, and people who I'd met through church and stuff in town, and yeah. they became my friends. And then I didn't, because I didn't have to come back here to see family, I just never came back. And right. I didn't have a car at the start either. So well, I that, just, that, that was <laughs> that impacted things. <laughs> that would have impacted things quite significantly. So, you know. I imagine, yeah. Travel was tricky. Train doesn't come all the way down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, didn't even, you know, get to see Finn back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... And then when I moved back here later in life, now I have a whole different circle of friends to who I went to school with. I don't hang out with anybody I went to school with. But I see people who taught me. Right. Now we're friends. They're all still here. (laughs) Well, sort of. (laughs) Yeah, so it's strange, you know, how life moves in these really odd circles. And when I left here and moved to Adelaide, if anyone had said to me, do you think you'll ever go back to the coast? I would have been like, hell no. I will never, ever live back there. Okay. Ever. Yeah. Was that a reaction, just a reaction to I just didn't think there was anything and... for me here. Okay, right. Yeah. No family, no solid friendships. Uh, like, I was like, nah, don't reckon. Yeah. Are you the kind, would you describe yourself as the kind of person who is very present in the moment, like kind of with like... Relationally, yeah, yes. relationally. That's absolutely, what, that's what I mean. okay. absolutely. So the people who are in front of you yeah. are the people that you are fully yeah. invested. And I'm in. like, I am here, and I'm your person. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that that has been people have brought that up with me, okay, and said, you know, like we feel like you sort of travel around a bit as a friend, like you're not, okay. you you know, you you move into a different job or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like heavily invested in those relationships, and you're fostering them, and then you'll change, and then you'll be like hanging out with all these okay. other people and. Yeah, so um, even my husband has highlighted that to me. He's like, you have so many friends. You need to stop making new friends. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> do you hear that as a negative or is that just... Um, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Right. I feel like it can could be construed as quite hurtful. Yeah. And it's never done with a hurtful intent. Sure. I'm, I'm never dropping people, ever. I feel no. like I'm picking up people. But you're but, present in where you but are. But I'm there, yeah. It's right. like a truck... Right, just stick with me. <laughs> People are coming in the front door of the train. Yep. And unbeknownst to me, there's a back door at the other end that's okay. open. Oh. And so as I move, I think people are just coming in the front, but they're actually dropping out the back at the oh, same time. It. Okay. Yeah. If this, does that kind yeah, of that make m- sense? Uh, yeah. Makes 100% sense. And then I'm like, hang on a minute. I totally neglected those relationships. Yeah. Uh, but in the same token, it's not like people have been reaching out to me either. So. Sure. Is it a seasonal thing? You know, you have different people in your life for different things and at different times. And you do. I feel like that's okay. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I think there are there are there are different people with different approaches to that, aren't there? Like yeah. just the, the same old kind yeah. of like, um, you know, we've moved quite a bit as a family, and um, and I think through that we've learnt to, to be present where where we are. And at times that means you have to remind yourself there's a whole, you know, yeah. I've got I do have family here, mm. and I do have like an you need to actually force yourself to make time to realise yeah. that uh, there are other things that you need to. And so that's tough, but I, I get that kind of presence, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Well, when um, I lived in Adelaide, I didn't have any family. Okay. So I built a family of friends. And, and, you know, there was families, like church families, who like kind of took me under their wing and I would yeah. be invited to family tea like once a week. And, you know, I was just part of their family. Yeah. And every now and then I, you know, might get invited if I was didn't have, if I wasn't seeing my family for Father's Day or something yeah. like that, they'd, you know, they'd include me and, yeah. you know, and that, that was great. Like I, and I can't thank them enough for right. taking me in and fostering me in that relational way because that was really important. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I feel like I make an effort to pay it forward now um, okay. with, with people. So, yeah. yeah, I have lots of um, young people yeah, I mean, they're younger than me, so I'm like, you're young. <laughs> um, who I'm like, you know, come in and be, be welcome and be part of our family. That mm. you know, that's really important. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah I so. Agree. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So we're in Adelaide. Yeah. 
we'll do a health science. Yeah. That finishes. Mm-hmm. You're offered the honors. opportunity to do honours. You say no. No. And at the time, I had started to get quite sick. So I really don't like presenting the health (laughs) side as like a cover story for my whole life. But the reality is, is that it has played a really significant role in the decisions and whatever. To deny its existence. To to deny its existence, you'd be like, there's a whole section (laughs) of this story missing. But where is the part? That caused some of the decisions to be made, and okay. so and my my health was one of those things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that you know that quite impacted me in the latter part of that health science degree. Yep. And then um, in the next section, which is where I went on to Tabor and studied secondary teaching. Okay. So that was the choice that I made okay. straight after I finished that health science degree. The following year, right. I started okay. a, a teaching degree. So where did teaching come from? Where, where did it, had it been building, you were thinking about it? Yeah. Or was it like a... So I had an awesome year 12 biology teacher. Makes such a difference. Who I thought was just rad. Yeah. And I, I loved her approach. Yeah. Um, and I also loved the content, you know, so I feel like that probably helped, you know, it's not like I had this really cool <laughs> yeah. teacher for a subject that I detested. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so my, and my dad is a teacher, so mm-hmm. he... Having said that, he had always said, don't be a teacher. Um, and he had been a teacher and then he wasn't a teacher. Like when they moved to down and he wasn't a teacher. He was in okay. government and right. he was doing all these corporate businessy type situations. Okay. And I, he was like, don't be a teacher. Don't be a teacher. If anything you do, don't be a teacher. Don't do what I did. And so then I was like, I'm going to go and be a teacher. <laughs> Have we just discovered something else about your personality? <laughs> no, 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 it's not really like that. Um, and I knew quite a lot of like awesome people who hadn't taught me, but who were teaching right. while I was a student. And I thought, you know, like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be like reasonably good at that. Um, and so I went and did secondary teaching and I really enjoyed PE. I'm a sports person. And yep. so I was like, I'll just teach phys ed and biology and then middle school science and yep. maths and stuff, health. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, well, obviously I'll find somewhere to do that. My mate who was a musician I was like, I think I might go and study teaching. And I was like, okay, we could both go to Tabor. <laughs> and so then like we did. And it Perfect. was so fun. Like we just yeah. mucked around. Like I had some really cool mates. Everybody while I should there. always grab a friend and go to uni together. Yeah, like we, and we, you know, we drove our crap cars <laughs> and we took it in turns and he drove this old, like, crappy old Volvo station wagon. Like, it was such a hunk of junk. Oh, those are the and, days. And then I remember, distinctly remember him getting in the car one day with a piece of toast. And I was like, hey, man. He's like, yeah, I've just got my brekkie. And I was like, your toast is mouldy, buddy. <laughs> Student life. Yeah, like, literal uni life. Volvo. Volvo <laughs> station wagon and mouldy toast. <laughs> so... There was a few other people and we just had an absolute ball. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, we weren't going out and getting smashed or anything because that wasn't the kind of circles that we mixed in. But mm. we were just having a heaps of laughs. It was really yeah. fun and really funny. Yep. So, And I had some great teachers there, great yep. lecturers and stuff. Yeah, people who I was like, yeah, this is, this is really cool. And I was really encouraged because I was really good at it. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm a, and helps. also I'm a really good student. Like, okay. I think that that's something that's probably key to me is that I'm actually really good at studying. Yeah, like the total opposite of me. Which then, but then that sows that seed of doubt. Maybe I'm just really good at studying and I'm actually not that good at doing. Oh, right. So I've had to manage that okay. self-doubt throughout okay. all of the study that I've done. Okay. Yeah, so I was really good at being a student. But then as it turns out, I was not that bad at being a teacher either, a high school teacher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. I did, except I was really sick. And I think that that's the thing. And so that's why it becomes hard for me to answer that in that I did and I I know that I was good at it, but I know I wasn't as good at it as I would have been had I been working at like peak capacity. Got it. So because I taught for almost two years and – in the back six months of that time, I was really ill and like living on Barocca right. and in like just spending a significant part of my day in the toilet. Right. Um, 
And so I barely scraped through okay. and I had year 12s. And had I not been teaching year 12s, I probably would have resigned. But I had right. taken them, on the responsibility on. of these students and, um, you know, probably to the detriment of the others, I kind of was like, I'll just, you know, I really focused on the year 12s because that was really important. And yeah. the others, I was like, we'll just sort of bog through because mm. I have to just survive. And yeah, and that was really hard. And I copped quite a bit of criticism from some colleagues over that because I was young. And so the assumption was that I was just young and lazy. Did they know you were unwell? Yes, but they, I don't think they knew the extent because okay. it's hidden, like it's an internal condition. Okay. So it, it's a gut issue. So sure, it's hard to yeah. grasp, you know. Like, yeah, sure. And I have been like that too with people. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> sure. Put yourself together. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to know how much, how, how much effect it has yeah, that's on you right. every day. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then in during that time is when I met my husband and and we got engaged and then got married we got married just after the I had resigned from that teaching role. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was really sick when when we got married and right. spent the vast majority of our honeymoon in bed for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> <laughs> or vomiting on someone. So it was pretty great. Oh, the memories! <laughs> oh, so good. Take me back. <laughs> so, oh, and so you know, romantic. like I have to give credit where it's due. I mean, not credit, but. I, I really, I think my husband is amazing in that he, he knew, he knew that he was signing up for, for somebody who was really unwell at the time and, yeah. he, and he stuck with me like and he loved me through all of that and through some really awfully crappy times yeah. for he and I, yeah, 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 including having to clean up quite a bit of bodily fluid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I have to... Thank him for sticking with me. Yeah. 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 But also I've put up with a bit of his crap too. So sure. I've stuck oh. with him as well. It's marriage. <laughs> yeah, welcome to marriage. <laughs> you Just agree putting to up that. with each other's crap. <laughs> That's the tagline on yeah. the marketing campaign. <laughs> um, all right. So, so, so you, teaching. Teaching. High schoolers. High schoolers. Challenging as a 23-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, with... High schoolers, you know, boys who were 18. Uh, yeah. I have this distinct recollection of these lads and, you know, they're lads. They and they're, they're, and I, I could have a laugh with them, you know. I had this great relationship with, with the, especially secondary, you know, senior secondary students. I'm quite sarcastic and so, like, we would have, like, some, like really cool chats and they'd yep. be, like, we'd all be kind of having a laugh and stuff. And I remember when I first got there that these kids were like, oh, yeah, well, she's only young, you know, we'll see how far we can push her and had his feet up on the desk and he was just eating. And I was like, probably put your feet down. Also, you could stop eating because this is not an eating space. And um, he winked at me. <laughs> and actually, we still talk about this because I'm okay. still mates with some, like, some of these right. kids. We're Facebook friends. Okay. And they're like, ah, oh, the old wink. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, winking doesn't work here. And that all of his like classmates just it's roasted fantastic. him. Like, <laughs> and it's just so funny. You and, immediately had yeah, the group. Yeah, I immediately <laughs> had the group. I was like, I'm in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it had its challenges <laughs> to navigate that space. Mm. Because it's, you've got to be so careful about not being too familiar, but also building a relationship yeah. because they're young people. And, and I mean, I was a young person too, and, and they need, they need nurturing without overstepping. Yeah. They need connection. And, right? and connection yeah. and relationship. Yeah. And, and so, and being able to be approachable is really important. And I think yeah. I played a fairly key role in that the other teacher who was looking after the year 12 cohort, cause I was one of their pastoral care teachers, he was older. So he was like, Dad figure, I was yes. like older sister slash auntie kind of, yeah. that was kind of the role. And we worked really well together because we could meet need different both. needs and, yeah. and you could meet both. So that was pretty cool. I, I really liked that. And I really yeah. liked teaching high, high schools. It was cool. Yeah. Not so much middle schools. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have some. <laughs> I have some. I own some of those. Yeah, that's right. They, they belong to you. I also own some of the lads as well. Mm. So. Funny, very yeah, funny. Very funny. Yeah. So, so you stopped teaching then at that point? You yeah, got married? Yeah, I, I, we got married. Yep. I moved back to here. Okay. Because um, this is where my husband was from. And, and that's the, you know, I say I never thought I would ever come oh, and live here right. again. And then I, 
And I'd known Nigel for a while. I played netball with his sisters as a junior. And so I knew his family. And funnily enough, I actually worked at the tavern as a like 15 year old. Yep. <laughs> it's a bit of a funny story. And um, I like to rib my mother-in-law about it because I always say that she sacked me because um, I was rubbish. You pull that out we, at every Christmas. We, I do, actually. You. And um, she's like, I did not, I did not. Um, and I say, well, I wouldn't have blamed you because I was crap. Like, I, I would have sacked myself, you know. Sure. <laughs> I okay. talked too much and I was far too loud. Um, yes. And, you know, made mistakes all the time or whatever. But anyway, we met each other sort of there. And the story goes that I thought he was quite cute, but was terrified of his mum and dad. And so would never have said anything to him. Also, I was 15 and he was 19 or something. And and he thought I was cute, but he was so shy. And he would say, like, openly say, like, really, really shy. Right. And so nothing ever eventuated. And then fast forward to when I'm 23, we had a mutual friend on MySpace. Do you remember oh, MySpace? Good old like MySpace. prior to Facebook really yeah. taking off. Yeah. We had a mutual friend on MySpace and that, and we got into- MySpace still exists. Yeah, I know, but it's, isn't it for like bands yeah, and it's stuff? Weird. Yeah, Yeah, it's sort yeah. of now like- I don't know why The dark is. web. It's, it's <laughs> a dark social network. So yeah. we had this mutual friend and, and we got back in contact and went on a few dates and then, anyway, now we're married. So- Good old MySpace. Yeah, like, but it's crazy that, you know, it's happened that way. I just think yeah. it's odd. That yeah. our life has happened. That our way. stories are full of those odd moments. Yeah, right? like crazy. You, you, it's it's that you know <clears throat> you couldn't write it. <laughs> like yeah, if you tried, right. you couldn't. You, yeah. Yeah. No movie story or book no. would ever have the intricacies of a real life story. Correct. Because you can't imagine that stuff. No. No. Exactly. Cause, yeah. Because it, it sounds it makes absolute no sense. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like. stupid and like it doesn't follow a normal story arc because it doesn't. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, yeah, so we got married, I moved down here and had resigned from my position and then I started just doing a bit of relief teaching in the local area here. Okay. But then by October of that year, or late September of that year, I was in hospital having major abdominal surgery. Okay. So, and, and that was like the break for me from teaching. I, I stopped teaching okay. then. Yeah. Um, and then as I went back into the workforce, as I recovered... I just went back into the workforce at the pub because I could work there okay. split shifts. I could do a few hours and then rest and, sure. you know, like that was a good way of doing it. Plus it was kind of nice to get on board with what Nigel's family were doing and what he was doing. And sure. it's, it's a really big part of our life. Um, and so I, I needed to know what, what it was about and what was happening there. And I didn't ever want to be riding on the coattails of the business success of my family without contributing. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, and I still do. So even though I'm not there now, I, I'll be like, you know, yeah, do you, if you get stuck, you know, I'll sure. go in and help out. And in the middle of some mental period, I'll go in there and, and yeah. help out. So, yeah, because it, it's a big part of our life and it, it supports us financially. So sure. I will support it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, But it's not my love. It's not my passion. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, hospitality is not my passion. <laughs> Not your jam. No, it's, not, it's totally not my jam. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right. I get a bit honest. Yeah. That's so okay. that's tricky. Hmm. Oh, you get a bit honest with in the hospitality. Yeah. So I'm not great at being like, sure. Yes. Let me fix that for you. Yes. Like you have to be in all sorts of sales. Although you have to be like that in education as well. Sure. Parents can be a bit like customers. <laughs> sure. Because they are customers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I find that whenever you add people to things, it makes them complicated. Yeah, well, that would make sense. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. You often I, say that schools without parents or students would be really easy to run. <laughs> yeah, but I imagine restaurants without customers yeah. would also be easy, but also not bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> so, comes with the territory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so that, that's what I did there. And okay. then, then there was this weird segue in my life, which is like a little bubble that's tacked in, okay. which doesn't fit really with anything else okay where then a friend of mine said she's a photographer and she was like oh do you you know i had a bit of a passion for photography like i enjoyed it i wanted a better camera like i was kind of interested in taking nicer photos didn't really know what i was doing and then she was like oh if you want you can come and be a second shooter when i take do weddings and yep. so i was like okay oh well, i could come and you know sort of 
toddle along and have a crack. And so I did that for a little while. And then she, she encouraged me to build a business of my own in doing events and portrait yeah. photography because yeah. she was like, there's enough like, business for both of us. Okay. Like she said, I'm having to like say, say no, no to no people. To so, you know, you could, you could do it. And so I did that for a while, for a few years, and I have like so much gear. I, I've got all the gear and still not much of an idea. <laughs> and, although a little bit, like my work was love, like quite nice. And I had lots of people who sort of said, you know, we love your photos. And people were coming to have me take photos of their babies and yeah. weddings and all that kind of stuff. And I did enjoy it to a point where the passion that I had for taking an amazing photograph was lost in the complete facade that is event and portraiture photography. Right. And I, that just got to me in the end. Okay. They're like, we're going to pose you so you look really candid, except oh, we've just posed you to look this, really this candid. This is my bugbear, right? My ultimate bugbear is always when a photographer to a wedding says, excuse me, excuse me, everybody, excuse me, excuse me. And everyone stops talking. They look at them and they say, I'm looking to take some photos. If you could just mingle for the next five minutes, that'd be really good. Oh, see, I've I'm never like, done I'm that. Like, I'm like, what? we were just doing that. <laughs> a forced mingle now because that's going to look all sorts of weird. And my other bugbear is where just take a photo while they're signing the register. Just take the photo while they're actually doing it. Why are we now pretending to do it the second time for a photo? Well, you probably got good in answers my defense, to that. I but, never did. Excuse me, excuse me. Can you all continue to do what you've just been doing? I, tell you, I just went around and kind of took photos of that whole process. Yeah. And that yeah. was part of the day that I really liked because it was almost right. like a challenge to get a photo of people like laughing. Like candid moments. Yeah. Like yes. it was, and I really liked that. That's the real that. day, right? That, yeah. And I, that was the part that I really liked. And if right. there was kids, I really liked that because they're, mm. you know, they're, they're just doing their thing and I could yeah. take photos of them just in, doing their thing and yeah. I really liked that. But... I didn't like the the posing and, and all of that kind of stuff. But And the other part about it, which is probably a significant contributor, was that I had to work intensely at night time. Okay. Because I would have my children during the day and then I would work on the weekend in the daytime and then I would edit at night. at night. And I'd be up till hours and hours in the morning and then not functioning very well the following day. And it, it just wasn't sustainable for me and it wasn't yeah. a lifestyle that I wanted. I just wouldn't do very well with the responsibility of having the only set of official photos for somebody's wedding. That would drive my, my yeah, responsibility. The, and the anxiety the related anxiety to that, that is heavy. Yeah. yeah. And, like it's and bad I, enough I, when I accidentally <laughs> delete a podcast I've recorded <laughs> and it's just mine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, you're an idiot. Oh. But if you lose somebody's whole day. Which, I, which did happen to me. Oh, God, no. That happened to really? me. Really? Yep. Card fail. Oh, see, I can't even begin the process. I that reality. would say that I aged <laughs> about four years in two days because you can't go redo. And I and I couldn't tell them. But you have to tell them at some no, point, don't you? No, well, you do, but only until you've exhausted every option to get those photos back. And so that's what I did. Oh. I was like straight on the phone to this friend of mine who works in town, and I was like, I need some serious retrieval software. I'll like, pay the money. I know, like. I will literally throw money at you. And she was like, don't worry about it. We'll be able to get them back. And I was like, okay, I how, how sure are you? She was like, I'm pretty confident. And so I, you know, drove yeah. to town and, and they did. They retrieved every single image bar two. Like, yeah. And there, there's thousands. You take thousands yes. over the course of a day. So It's just the anxiety that is. I can't yeah. cope with that reality. Yeah. The, the pressure is quite heavy. I used to DJ weddings. Nah. So, yeah. Never had a love for it. Well, and, and also... And never wanted to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I then... Then Evie started school. So then the weekend was the time I got to spend with her. Right. And then I was working all day and into right. the evening on a Saturday. And I just went, hang on a minute. Yeah. This is not the lifestyle that I want. Also, I have a qualification that enables me to work during the week in school hours. <laughs> Why aren't I doing that? <laughs> And you by the way, I was on. quite good at that job. Yeah. Also, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, and so then I went, I'm hanging up the camera, having yep. said that I still have all of my stuff, um, and I'm going to go back to teaching. Okay. So I decided that that's what I was going to do. Yep. And then I discovered that it's really hard to teach part-time when you teach secondary kids. Okay, sure. And I, because I had a little one who wasn't, 
at school and I didn't want to have to put her into childcare every day of the week so that I could teach part-time every day, you know, because that's how timetabling works in secondary and it's messy. And I just went, hang on a minute, like, that's not going to work. Yeah. And... The other you can't thing, class share like in primary no, school or, or, or early childhood, and so right. and so, Evie had just been through kindy, and I was like, "Whoa, I really like the way these guys operate in kindy. It's fun. Learning is it's fun. Play based. Yeah, <laughs> and you say that in a really mocking tone. No, I say and it, it because actually, all schools should be like that. exactly. And so I went. <laughs> so I said, okay. Yeah. New goal. I'm with you. Right. <laughs> Revolutionise education. Oh. Not a small oh. goal. Oh, sure. Okay. Achievable in a couple of years, surely. Yeah. Yep. You take so anyway, more. I was like, I, there is something really meaningful happening here Absolutely. in the early years. Yeah. We are not using this same philosophy. As soon as children start school, we yep. just switch off from that completely and it yep. becomes so tasky and here's a checklist and we've yep. got to get through all this content and we can't do it in a fun way because we don't have time. And... And I just went, this is not cool. And I do and I do not like our approach anymore. I became quite mm. negative about the okay. conventional schooling approach and went, I need to, if I want to talk about it, I need to know more about it. I know it's good, but I don't know enough about how to do it okay. to do it. And so I, it. I went back to uni. Because you're a good student. Because I'm really good at studying. Got it. <laughs> My poor husband, like he's seen me be like a teacher and then a publican and then a photographer. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be a teacher again. And he's just like, ah, he keeps saying to me, I hope you've decided now that this is what you want to be when you grow up. You haven't. It's and, okay. And, uh, and, uh, I'm with you. I have told him that I have, and but I may not have, I may have lied. No. <laughs> In hindsight, you may have lied, but you haven't lied. You've no. been honest. And I, I but, haven't really. But like, in three years' time, it may change. prove to be um, different. No, and I, I think he... I'm sorry, Nigel, <laughs> if you're listening. We have that on record. <laughs> um, I, I do really love it. And so anyway, I started studying part-time yep. externally, a grad dip in early childhood to add on to my existing teaching right. quals. And, and I found studying externally with two kids challenging. Yes. But achievable. I did it. And I was, again, really good at it because I'm good at studying, can write an essay, like no man's business. Also then had that doubt, but am I going to be able to do this? Like, can I get on the floor and actually interact with small humans in a really meaningful way? Because writing an essay about doing that is entirely different from actually yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, and, and then I did it. I did pracs that were really successful and, and then landed this role that I have now in a kindy and I'm, and I'm really good at it. So it, it's really cool. And I'm really enjoying being in that space and learning and understanding more and more about that philosophy and that approach to learning mm. because I, I really do think I want to move out of that space and take what I know and take it to somewhere else and take it further up the line and, okay. and influence practice yeah. and, and be you know, constantly looking to improve quality. Always, yeah. Yeah, but you're getting your experience under your belt to be able yeah. to be informed about that yeah. when you do it. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I feel like you can't be an expert in something unless you've actually done it. Well, lots of people think they can. Well, yeah, but they're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I think. Yeah, but they're charging seminars and all yeah. sorts of things. So, but, but I agree with you. And yes. I feel like you I have think... to have integrity in what you're doing. You know, like okay. I, I could never. I've been offered positions, teaching jobs before in subject areas where I'm not proficient, and I've said right. no. Like, no, it would be remiss of me to yes. take that role because I don't know enough about it. I would not be the best educator yeah. for those And I students. imagine that offer comes because they can see you're very, a very capable educator. Yeah, that's right. But that's not the point. But, no. You, and you don't doubt that. It's just you, you have to be all over the content to be able to be doing it meaningfully. Yeah, yeah and I think sure. you, it's really important to be honest about your capabilities and your limitations. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, no, I can't teach e- across every no. subject area. Not every subject area is a strength for me. Yeah. So that's where you become a part of a team. And I'm really fortunate to be a part of a great team where mm. I teach at the moment. And all of us have different strengths. And so yeah. we, we work to those strengths and that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. So that's where it's at, man. That's where it's at. And you're in the grand final for netball. So. And my team is in the grand final oh, for so netball. So it doesn't get any better. Which is today. pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. cool. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that, that space. And I've always played netball. 
yeah. and I've moved to a new club this year and it's been great. I've, I've loved it. And also done that weird friend train thing there as what I do oh, in the right. rest of my life. Okay. So like I've established like a couple of like awesome friendships where we're just mates like, constantly messaging each other. Like every night we'll be like having a quick message chat, a few gifts, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. hilarious. Aren't we funny? Yeah. Um, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, because it's seasonal, isn't it? And you just mm. you move in and then you're part of a team. And I think that. Those relationships that you build with people who you were in a, in a team with, in a sports yeah. team, there's something unique about those relationships in that mm. you on court or on mm. field or whatever, you're very reliant on that person doing their job. Yeah. And you have to have a lot of faith in the people around you because you're a part of a team. And so yeah. that then flows into the nature of your relationships off the court and with those people. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Different to a workplace. or. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Mm. All right, I have one last question for you. Oh, are we nearly done? Well, yeah, well that's, yeah. Oh, we've talked for a long time. And you know what? We at the beginning, at the beginning hours, you but... were like, we'll have to come back. And I was like, oh, oh, oh whatever, uh, mate. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, we've, yeah you're probably no, no. right. <laughs> well, we can talk for longer, but I know we both have to go and get children at some point. Oh, I'm just aware. Yeah, the children. Um, the children. Those people. Those children. <laughs> um, so I'm not cutting a short. I'm happy to keep talking, but we do need to go at some point. Um, has there ever been something, like I talk a lot about, uh, things people are passionate about and things that they want and things that they want to chase after. Has there ever been anything that you just have, um, have said, I, I really, I want to make sure this isn't, this, this isn't something that ends up happening. That This is something I want to, yep. I want to make sure that this is not the direction. Cause often I think we do one of two, right? One of two things we go, I've seen this, I know this, and th th I want this to be continued in my life. Yep. And Or we, we go the opposite. Very rarely are we kind of ambivalent about yeah. it. I, I get that feeling. It's a bit left field question, but I just get this. Yeah, is there? So I know that I don't want to be, I don't ever want to make decisions in my life because that's what somebody else is expecting of me. Right. So I never want to choose a path because someone or a group of people or whoever it is are going, well, that's what we think is what's best for you and that's the decision that we all think, the collective we think you should be making. The group think. Yeah, and I I don't subscribe to that at all. I'm right. like, well, if, if I agree with what y'all think, well, that's what we're going to do. But if I don't and I don't believe that's what's best for me or right. my family, then that's yes. not what's happening here. So I always want to be, I guess, checking with myself to make sure that I'm doing what I'm doing because it's what... I believe is what's best for me and for my people. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. people. For yeah, my people. That's the most yeah. important. Right. And the other thing that I don't ever want to do is work myself into the ground. Yeah. And then hate what I'm doing because it has made me a shell. I don't ever want that. Mm. Um, and I know people that that's what's happened in a variety of different you know, parts of their life, whether it's something that they're volunteering in or whether it's their career or whatever. They lose their love for it because they overdo it or, and it sucks the life out of them. And I don't ever want that for myself. Mm. So achieving balance is really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you said a little while ago something like having a life that you don't need to have a holiday from. Yeah. And that really stuck with me. And right. I went, yeah, that's cool. I like that concept. Yeah. Because like you hear how many people are like, oh god, can't wait to my next holiday, and I don't ever want to be like that. That's usually the day after they got back from the. Yeah, like they've got a countdown on Facebook for when That's they right. next go to Bali. You know, yeah. like I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't ever want that for my yeah. life. I want to have yeah. achieved like balance, which is like this homeostatic thing. You know, you get it wrong sure. in one direction, wrong in the, you know, sure. and you waver across this line. And I want that's what I want. I feel like that's the ultimate goal to feel like you're you've still got time for the things that you love, but that you can't generate income out of or whatever i can still go out and play netty i'm never going to play netball for australia but i'm i still love it right. or i can still you know just hang about and watch tv on the couch one night because i've got time for that and that's okay yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the kind of life that i want to build i think you've just defined the quest yeah <laughs> like ultimately <laughs> is your is quest? That, that, that like that's the yeah that, that's finding the goal. that yes. is the goal how to put your life together in that way in that way yeah that's right and we've all got a different version of that. Yeah. Um, and I don't. And it's not easy. That's my, like, no, it like, never, I'm, it I isn't. don't want people like 
I'm not saying, oh, come on, do it, do it this yeah, way. And it's I, wonderful. I'm not like, oh, I've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's super hard. It's actually yeah. way easier to just say, fine, whatever. Yeah. Take my whole life, give me a paycheck, and I'll just go on holiday to myself. But that's, that's not easy either, but for different reasons. But it's easier to not to ch- go The challenge off, is hard. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and the courage and the bravery, let's not mm. underestimate, the courage and the bravery it takes to make decisions in the face of, what people around you or just the overall sentiment of how yeah. you should live life. Yeah. I think a lot of times, sometimes you have people who directly say things to us, but more often than not, it's just this overwhelming feeling yeah. that the whole of society thinks that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, it, it does take courage and bravery to say, mm, I'm not, I'm not buying into that. Mm. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go in a direction that I think is is. So one of the things I've not, buyed, I've not bought, in, buyed, bought into is that, well, you're a woman and you're a wife and a mother and your husband is, has a really um, busy and extensive role, so therefore you need to not be doing something like that. You just have to be back here in the support section. Yeah. Uh, that's not me. No. So... But to find the timing of it where I'm, where when both not, you know, having these huge epic roles, which are then crazy and it makes our whole life implode. Right. Is really key. And so people have said to me, you know, we know that you've got leadership aspirations and that we think you'd be fantastic in educational leadership. And we know that that's what we've got you earmarked for. And I'm going, yep, cool. Now is not the time. Right. And so we're making baby steps towards that. Yeah. Which is great because there's still steps. Sure. But I'm in control of the timing. But there will come a time where your responsibilities will shift. Yeah. And you, you know, Katrina, my wife and I, just we've had this discussion just yesterday, like that there are some things that we're very passionate about we'd love to do, but it's almost a sense of not yet rather yeah. than a no. Yeah. And um, there will become a time where um, like we have the opportunity at the moment to go over to Belgium in October to talk about an organisation Um and I don't know, and, and lots of different things. There's lots of opportunities to go back to. On my last podcast was me discussing all yes. of these things that I wondered whether I should go back. And actually part of what's come out after that our discussion is that, um, no, I'm not supposed to go back to that yet. Yeah. It's not a no. It's just, it's a, just, it's a, just a wait. It's a wait, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm not good at waiting. I hate that. No, I'm terrible at it. Waiting's like... And, in fact, my four-year-old goes, but waiting is hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, true yeah. that. Yeah. It is, it is. It is hard to wait. And waiting feels like failure mm. sometimes. Some, sometimes waiting feels like you're wasting time. And yes. I'm, I don't like... I get that. Efficiency is a big deal for me, and mm-hmm. so, like, I want to be efficient, and I want to be uh, do something significant, mm. and I want to do something of value. And I want to do that right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> because at 19, I was like, oh, I've got to change the world. I'm running out of time. Yeah. Meanwhile, the world's going, oh. <laughs> Another teenager. <laughs> Just running around in circles, bumping into stuff. Um, and so, again, that's the, yeah, it, it is seasonal. It, the, mm-hmm. We have our seasons, but I think it's really hard for many of us in the midst of one season to not be wishing we were in another. Mm. So I take from, I guess, part of our discussion that this, this ability to be present with, with your with your friends mm. groups or with your, with your work colleagues or with your people. With your people. That what does it look like to be completely present in your current situation with your current responsibilities, and, but with the things you're passionate about? Yeah. What does that mean? And I think you can only actually engage in i hate using the word quest but it's now stuck but how do you engage with i can't with help this? but think of monty no i know you said that quest. to me before <laughs> uh, um how do you you can't engage in that without being present yeah you, 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 you can't and it's messy like right you've so you've got to be in it and you've got to be willing to jump into the hot mess called yeah. life yeah. and just find a way yeah I think that that's a really key phrase, like find a way. Yeah. You find a way. And, you know, I remember I said to you last week, I've had to say no to some things. And, mm. and I'd said yes. And then when the week arrived, <laughs> I was like, whoa, no. too much. And so I went, I need to cut that yeah. for this week. And, and I think that takes courage yes. to be able to say, no, actually, I need to, we need to put that on the back burner or, or whatever. And, and, and that is part of the finding of the way. Yeah. And sometimes my kids will eat 
potato gems and nuggets for dinner because that's part of me finding the way. That's right. And other times I'll prepare some sort of delectable meal. However, so. not tonight because busy. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, you find a way. You find a way, you find yeah. a way to achieve the best you can in each area without undercutting another like it and it, yeah. it, it's messy it is yeah because you know you're balancing that you know you you want to be present and you want to be um caring for your children but you also want to be modeling decision making yeah. bravery and courage and yeah you want to show them that you're going after that like it is it is complicated it yeah. is a mess but uh, it's pretty though yeah like i think <laughs> if i sit back and i don't do this often because i'm usually like I'm like a duck, you know, like smooth on top, although a bit ruffled. Yeah. <laughs> and then like my legs yeah. are like blah, 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 yeah. underneath. And, but I think sometimes every now and then I get the opportunity to be really reflective and reflect, you know, I'm not in the reflective part of the strengths, you know, that strengths gear. Phil loves the, the strengths gear. I know gear. the strengths gear. Reflection is not, I'm yeah. aggressive, yeah. not reflective. Right. And so if I over reflect, then I'm a mess. Because oh, that's not too far down, too the far down, the, too far down the rabbit hole, man. I should have just stuck with my gut feeling. I've, t- I've thought about it for too long. So, like, yeah. But when I get a chance, I'm not talking about that kind of reflection. When I get a chance to just sit back and take stock, almost of my perspective life, moment, perspective right? yeah. broader, I think far out, man. Yeah. This is rad. Yeah. I'm winning. Yeah. I am winning yeah. here. I love what I do. I have a great life. I, you know, I have a life. And I yeah. think that's key for me because I came really close to not even having a life. Yeah, wow. So I, I've learned that lesson much earlier than my years yeah. that I'm pretty, pretty lucky to just yeah. be existing yeah. with a family yeah. and people around me who love me and I love them. Like yeah. at the end of the day, you could take all of this away and if I had my people, I would mm. be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, my, and, and, the, and the body to exist in. Yeah. 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 Because I, did, I nearly didn't have one of them. So, yeah. you know, perspectives, everything. That, that's really key. And I come back to that quite a bit. If I mm. feel mopey and sad about my mm. situation, which is like, oh, I'm not, you know, running the country, like, <laughs> or whatever, you know, is like, that I'm, your thing? no, yeah. it's not my thing. But like, you know, like some lofty goal sure. that's like sure. way in that, way ahead, you know, gotcha. I think oh, I'm not there yet, sad sack. Right. I go, hang on a minute, look at what you have. And it's great. And it's, messy but it's glorious and i'm really lucky well it's a work of art ultimately putting mm. a life together it, mm. it is it's, it's like a- that carpet ad do you remember that carpet ad from the 90s that was like a pro heart you know oh, like yes. the, you know oh mr heart yeah. look at this. <laughs> yes <laughs> like i feel like that's my life <laughs> yeah but you step right back and you go cool man but here's the reality that's all of our lives yes and i think often we think that's our life and everybody else's looks Nothing like that. Yes, right? and I had this conversation <laughs> with somebody. I mean, I have to go and get these kids. Yes. But I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and and then on your podcast, you had almost the identical conversation with somebody else. Yeah. And we were talking about how, especially with social media and Facebook, how you're like, look at their life. Yeah, their life right. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you compare your own reality with yes. somebody else's well, that's exactly. social media well, you stream. You compare your insides to other people's outsides. That's right. That's what lose. you said. You and will I always went, lose. You'll always lose. You'll always lose. Always. And I thought. Because well, you're comparing inside real gritty with mm, human highlight reel. That's right. And you will. That is a dumb. Don't do that. Dumb, dumb. If comparison. you're listening, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Hot tip number one <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. But that's, that is the world we live in, that's right? That's right. And it's hard. It is hard it, it, because everything, and I think it's hard for kids, as, Ugh, for, right, for our me. kids. Not like I, I, I can't imagine, honestly, what, what it's like to be a young person growing up, being so connected mm. and seeing and being exposed to so much like well, external a, like surface rubbish. Overstimulation. C- complete. Like, out and of none control. of it is edifying. No. All of it is designed to make you compare yourself to yeah. It's all about deficiency rather than sufficiency. Mm-hmm. All, all of it. Mm. So I think without being egotistical and I'm mm. super amazing, <laughs> it's great to be able to look at yourself from a strengths perspective. And yeah. I think that's why I really like that uh, language yeah. because, yes, those that information gives you like a, this is what you look like when you're under a lot of pressure and it's quite ugly. Um, yeah. 
but it talks about all of the characteristics that you have in a really positive way yeah. and not in, it's not a deficit approach. No. And I really like that. Yeah. And I really love to be able to think about other people like that. And, it, and yeah. I think that that's something that I've got better at since understanding more about that is especially with people who, I mean, I can look at somebody who's like me and be like, well, I know what that person's strengths are because they're like me. Yes. But for a person who's polar opposite me, I would have yeah. found them so tedious. That's right. And like, ah, yeah. Mm, <laughs> infuriating. But now I go, oh, but that's your strength. Like yeah. you're, you know, yeah. I'm tasky and you're not, you're relational. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's really cool that you're that. Like, yes. and I think that wouldn't it be great if we could all be a little bit more like that? Yeah. With, for each other. Absolutely. Well, my plan is that season two of this podcast <laughs> is that I revisit Ooh. my initial people I talked to. Mm. and we, uh, But we do it through a lens of personality profiling. Oh, cool. And so we pull apart <laughs> how, how, how it makes sense with who we are and the way we're wired, how we've navigated some of our life choices mm. and why we've maybe found some things really relatively easy and some yeah. things we go, oh, I'm not so sure. Because I actually think it... I think that's fascinating as well. I yeah. think long-term, it will make sense then if, for people listening to the podcast who will go, that person and that person and that person made a whole lot of sense to yeah. me. Well, it's probably because they've got some very similar personality typing, kind yes. of core strengths. Yeah. And so you hear them and you go, yes. Yeah. And it's why other people you go, what? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it's, and it's, I, I think that'll be fascinating. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'd love to revisit that yeah, with, that, that would with be guests really cool. and see sort of where really that cool. goes. I feel like that. this podcast has been like a bowl of spaghetti. Like I feel like if yeah, I listened perfect. back to it, I'd be like, this makes literally no sense and I've gained nothing from it. And there'll but... be some people who go, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and there'll be right. others who go, what is this? Yeah, like, and I don't She care. is a it's mess. A <laughs> <laughs> she is that pro heart carpet. Yeah, but, well, that, well let's, that'll be our, that's our lasting moment. We are all a pro heart carpet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And for those of you who don't know what that means, Google pro heart. Ad. Ad. Carpet ad. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just remember like cake yeah, in yeah. the middle. Yeah. And, and spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Hart. What in this? <laughs> good. Good awesome. gear. Good gear. All right. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. Oh, and see, I, I reckon we've got another like four hours in us, but we'll do it again another day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. See ya. See ya.